Welcome to More Impact. For the next 20 minutes or so, I hope to inspire you to step up and make more impact in every part of your life. I'm Deborah Ogden, and for over 15 years, I've been working with clients to step up and stand out with a powerful personal brand. Through this podcast, I want to bring you ideas and inspiration to allow you to do the same. Hello, how are you? I hope you've had a super, super week. Um, It's been half term in our household, so I did actually book out the full week, so had no appointments in and had a few days over on Anglesey with my parents, which was lovely to catch up with them. And that really is my place for recharging the batteries, just to be able to walk on the beach and whatever the weather, um, be able to walk on the beach and just escape and switch off. It really does me the power of good. And then I came back on midweek and then decided that I would work Thursday because I just got so much to do, particularly with the new online program coming up. And um, actually on Tuesday this week coming on the 7th of November, I am hosting a free webinar on elevating your personal brand. So if that's something that you think may be of interest to you, I'll put the link in the notes, but you are very welcome to join me. It's a 45 minute webinar, um, just talking about five ways to elevate your personal brand and completely free. So I've been working on that and some other things as well, which are all very exciting. And it made me think of um, a good friend of mine, Tina Bowden, who talks about work-life blend rather than work-life balance and certainly this week has been a little more blended rather than balance. I knew I wanted to take the week off but it just felt the right thing to do to get on top of things on Thursday and my reward was a day off with my husband on Friday which was really lovely and then the other thing that I've had to um, deal with this week shall we say I don't know if that's the right word. I'll let you choose. But as I've said many times on here, we have a 16 year old son and he is an absolute dream. I know he's mine, but he is an absolute dream. But we are trying to navigate some of the challenges of parenting a teenager. And I think 16 is a really tough age because they can't drive um, they can't go to pubs. But uh, they can drink, but only in somebody's house and they feel so grown up, you know, they're they're going to college. It's a whole new way of life. But there are still so many challenges and lessons to learn on both sides. And we've had a few challenges this week just around boundaries and how I think things should be done and giving him freedom, but within set parameters and yeah, it's it's been challenging at times. And the reason I mention it is for me, it is all about boundaries, as is the work-life blend, by the way. And that's what brought me to this week's topic, 
Because for me, boundaries are one of the most crucial things for us to live a fulfilling, um, balanced life for our own well-being, but also to ensure that we get the best out of our time as well, whether that's work or play. And it's interesting, boundaries tend to be one of the first topics I end up working with my coaching clients on. And I've noticed that when I'm at my most resentful, when I'm tired, when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm just not happy in myself, I realise that it's because I'm not setting the boundaries that I should be, whether those are personal boundaries that I'm crossing or the boundaries aren't even in place to cross or there are boundaries that I've made in my head that I've not shared with other people and they've crossed them, which is making me feel resentful. And of course, if they've not been shared, then they're not a boundary. So... This is what I wanted to talk about today and daring to set boundaries. And I think it is it does take bravery. It does take courage. And we'll explore that a little bit more as we go through. But having the courage to set boundaries is having the courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing other people around us and that might be disappointing our friends our loved ones but if we really want to have that well-being if we really want to have that self-love and that self-worth then boundaries are absolutely crucial it comes back to the fact that we can't base our own worthiness on other people's approval that external validation that sometimes we're looking for. And, you know, I've been guilty of this. This is some really deep work I've had to do, being less of a people pleaser, um, worrying what other people think. And I think as I've got older and perhaps as the business has grown as well and I've begun to understand and recognize my own value and own my own value a little bit like the uh, podcast that we talked about last week um you know embracing our value then the more I've done of that I think the easier it has been to set boundaries and I think only when we believe deep down that we are enough then we can say that's enough to other people. Um, And for me, this sort of shows up in my life, particularly this last few months, actually, certainly since my dad's been poorly, that has had, you know, the time that I need to spend with him and the emotional um, challenge that has given me has meant I've had to set boundaries around my time. Also, the commitment to the online program, which I always knew would be, you know, a couple of days. I was told very, uh, you know, Andy that I work with said very early on, you need to put aside two days every week until the end of the year, at least. And so straight away, that's, you know, I can't work out two fifths of my week gone, my working week gone. So I've had to choose And it's about being, I think, setting your boundaries 
is about being intentional with your choice, intentional when you choose to spend your energy, where you choose to focus your time. And so therefore, I've had to say no to coffees. I've had to say no to people who've said, can we just catch up? I've had to say, and this is the hardest one for me, no to other people's issues. I've got friends at the moment who are struggling and yes of course of course I help because that's just in my nature and what I would always want to do but I've had to set up some boundaries for myself that I don't take on their um, distress upset because for my own well-being I've got to look after myself and um, additional work is the other thing as well. Um, I'm very blessed at the moment that I've had a lot of incoming work and I've had to make choices about the work that I can do and when I can do it, which sometimes has meant going back to people and saying, yes, I can do it, but it won't be until the new year. So these may be things that resonate with you as well, or it may be personal stuff. You may feel sometimes that um, somebody's upset you and you go away and you're frustrated. And actually, it's because a boundary has been crossed. Now, for me, the absolute oracle on boundaries is Brené Brown. And I make no secret of the fact I love Brené's work. And I often send to clients her book, Dare to Lead, um, certainly those clients of mine that are leaders within organisations. And Dare to Lead is an incredible book, whether you are talking about leading other people or leading yourself, um, which again refers back to one of the podcasts a couple of weeks ago, doesn't it, on self-leadership. But she has the acronym BRAVING when it comes to trust, building trust. And she said you can only have great leadership when it's built on trust. And the very first letter of BRAVING, the B stands for boundaries. And in her words and in the simplest terms, it's making it clear, making it clear what is OK and what's not OK. And when we look at boundaries like that, all of a sudden, it seems more manageable. So how do we go about setting boundaries? Well, a topic that we've considered on here, we've reflected on on here many times is self-awareness. You need to understand your own needs, your own priorities, your own limits and reflect on what is most important to you and where you want to focus your energy and your time. And sometimes this is difficult, but if you know your values, if you've done your work around your values, then this will be easier for you. So for me, one of my top values is family and therefore they are always first. And that's when I'm being intentional because I know when I don't put my boundaries in in a work environment, then it then it is my family that suffer. So, for example, this is why I've I mean, I am recording this podcast on a Sunday today, but that was because I had a day off on Friday, which is where that blend rather than balance comes in. But um, I've started to record the podcast on a 
Friday because actually it was beginning to impact on Sunday afternoons, which may be time when we go for a walk. It may be time when we're just all together before I, we, you know, we cook the Sunday meal. So um, these may be small things, but they can very quickly become things that frustrate you and then resentment starts to build. So you need to know what your priorities are and your limits. And those are personal to you. It doesn't matter if somebody else thinks that work is more important than family to them. Well, that's fine. But family is my value and therefore it will always come first. Um, And then this is the biggie. And I think this is where the biggest challenge comes around boundaries. You have to communicate your boundaries and you need to clearly communicate them to other people. Um, This involves setting expectations with yourself but with your colleagues your friends your family and it's about being assertive but being respectful when expressing your needs and your limits Um, and it's about setting boundaries with kindness so expressing and articulating your needs but without judgment it's about doing it with kindness and it's not about our needs being more than somebody else's it's not about ego this it's not about my needs are more important than yours this is about recognizing your own needs and expressing those with kindness to other people because what we often do is we set them in our own head but we don't share them with other people and people aren't mind readers and this is what has become really apparent for me with parenting at the moment that I have my expectations of Oscar but unless I share those two with him then he's not a mind reader he doesn't know what my expectations are and therefore it's for me to share those The other critical side of um, setting powerful boundaries is being consistent. Um, Once you've set those boundaries, it's absolutely essential to enforce them. And I think the important part of this is it helps you maintain a sense of control and integrity. And for me, using the parenting analogy again, and I think this comes with leadership as well. When he, when Oscar was little, I would say, if you do this, then this is the consequence of that. If you don't do this, then this is what will happen. This privilege might be taken away or whatever it may be. Now, what's the hardest thing in the moment is to follow through on that. But actually from an integrity point of view and from a self-worth point of view we have to be consistent with our boundaries we have to follow through and also we are by setting that consistency we are teaching other people how to respect those boundaries whether that's within a leadership environment or a personal environment. This is how I want to be treated. And, you know, learning to say no is such a powerful skill. Um, 
don't be afraid to decline requests or commitments that don't align with your priorities, with your goals or your values. And again, I think this is a very hard lesson to learn because we worry if we say no to something, then people will not like us, will have thoughts about us. Well, the truth is people will have those thoughts about us anyway. And I can remember being at university with a guy. He was from the Channel Islands and he was somebody who had such strong boundaries and he was incredibly self-confident, but in a very quiet way. And if he didn't want to do something, if he didn't want to go somewhere, he would just say, I'm not coming, I'm not able to come. And or I choose not to come. And he didn't give any reason. And he was so self-assured in his own way that people loved him because they knew exactly what they were getting. And he was consistent. And we just didn't even question if he said he wasn't coming to an event. But when he did come to an event, everybody was absolutely delighted. So I think it can be really quite powerful part of your personal brand to be clear with what is okay and what is not okay in your world. There's um, a great story that Brene Brown talks about where as a speaker, certainly in the Latin, you know, in the more recent years where she has become very high profile and there are demands on her time. And she said she was asked if there were um, a couple of years ago, she was asked if there were any stipulations, you know, sort of as a band would call it a rider, were there certain things that she wanted um, to make her experience a better experience and she said no there aren't there aren't any but then she found herself um, being in a hotel that was very busy that was very noisy she was expected to be at the event and be at the vet the event all day she had people coming up and speaking to her before she was going on to speak she then spoke after the meal so she sat and had a meal and then had to get straight up on stage and she said she went away from that gig feeling that she hadn't done her best and she was resentful she was frustrated at the expectations on her and she realized that actually she'd set herself up for that because she hadn't set out the boundaries that would allow her to perform to her best and now she is very clear on what she needs as somebody who is more introverted to be able to stand up there and perform to her best and she said as difficult as it was the first few times she did this for clients and she felt uncomfortable Actually, she's realized that she's serving her clients better because they're getting a better version of her. So maybe that is that she has some time with a green room in a green room before she speaks just to give her that time to um, allow herself to collect her thoughts before her speaks and many other things. And those will be personal to you. I think another boundary that we sometimes forget about is the boundaries we set ourselves to protect our personal time and making time for self-care, relaxation, having that work-life balance or blend um, is incredibly important. And I think that is something that I've 
definitely worked on over the last couple of years, maybe since COVID, I don't know. But uh, just being aware that I need time out. And even though this week I had so much to do, the compromise, yes, was working Thursday, but it was a choice to work Thursday and I got lots done. But I had some quality time off for the rest of the week, which meant that I head into this week ready, all fired up for what is ahead. And I think that comes into our time management as well, effectively setting boundaries with ourselves on, you know, this is what I, uh, you know, this is a time block that I am going to set to create that podcast, that content, that presentation, whatever it may be and eliminating distractions and keeping to those deadlines, prioritizing the tasks that matter. So there are, you know, different areas of boundaries and it's finding a way to be generous towards others, be kind towards others, but continuing to lead with integrity and stay true to ourselves. It's about prioritizing our needs and practicing self-care without feeling guilty as well. So I just wanted to share some of uh, Brene's advice on this because she says it so well and she talks about having a mantra and she said sometimes she needs to literally hold up some space during those awkward moments when somebody asks or something, as she says, when an ask hangs in the air. And so she bought herself a silver ring and she calls it her boundary ring. And when somebody asks her to do something and she knows in that moment that it's not what she wants to do, she spins the ring on her finger and she silently repeats the mantra, choose discomfort over resentment that's so powerful isn't it the discomfort over the in the moment choosing that over you know what could be a lifetime of resentment but certainly a weekend or weeks worth of resentment which slowly eats away at us and she says that that mantra reminds her that I'm making a choice that's critical for my well-being, even if it's not easy. So that mantra again, choose discomfort over resentment. And Brene talks about um, another acronym, which is big. It's about boundaries. It's about setting boundaries. And it's about having integrity, but with generosity. So B-I-G, boundaries, integrity, generosity. And, you know, put simply, how can you set boundaries in your life that help you stay in your integrity while remaining generous towards others? And I think that piece around being generous towards others is what makes me love her work so much because that's where the true courage is. So setting boundaries in relationships and in your own life are simple, but they're also complicated because it's complicated to say, here's what's okay and here's what's not okay. And it's having that clarity and knowing why we're doing it and knowing that it's about integrity 
that allows us to show up for ourselves. And as I say, this is a doing this in a way that we take away the ego, we take away the judgment. This isn't saying I'm better than you, so I want you to act in this way. It's about saying this is what I need and being clear about that. And I think having that clarity, what setting clear boundaries does is it sends a message to others, but it also sends a message to ourself. We've talked about this self-image before and the power of a strong self-image. And we send a message to others and ourselves that we have a strong sense of self-awareness and self-respect. And the more clearly we can communicate our boundaries without ego, the more you can remain generous to others while staying true to yourself. There's a wonderful quote I found by the author Brianna Wiest who says, each time you break your boundaries in in order to ensure someone else likes you, you end up liking yourself that much less. So it's so true, isn't it? That integrity. So I think the important thing in all this is to practice self-compassion because it's tough. I think you have to be kind to yourself and recognize that setting and maintaining boundaries is a lesson. It's a process. And as always, it's okay to make mistakes or adapt your boundaries where necessary. It's a practice. It's about learning a new way of being. And as we set more boundaries and we see and we step out of our comfort zone and step into our courage to set these boundaries and we see the benefits of that and the fact that some people may walk away, but actually the challenge there is, were they the people that we wanted in our life in the first place? Let them walk away. But it's about practicing maintaining these boundaries time and time again. And I truly believe by setting and maintaining these boundaries, you can channel your time, your energy and your resources towards the things that truly matter to you, whether that's your work, whether that's your personal life, whether that's your friends whether that's your family or whether that's ultimately your own well-being, your self-worth, your work-life blend. And if we set these boundaries, however difficult they are, we are leading to a life that is more intentional, more out of choice, And therefore, we will have more impact in the areas of focus that we choose. Have a super, super week and I will see you on the next episode. Feeling inspired? If you'd like to know more, please visit my website at deborahogden.com where you can download your own personal brand action plan. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd love you to subscribe and share the podcast with your network. Thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.